grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hi and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Rachel Andrews and I'm Michelle Thole. And since the interview, we've had um, quite a lot of information, a lot of news to come through from the Royals. We've had the statement from Buckingham Palace. We've had a few appearances from Kate and William. We've had Mother's Day with Granny Diana cards. It's all been happening. There's been a lot going on. And just remember that we are covering a lot more news than usual just because of the way in which the interview took up two episodes rather than one so we're a little tiny bit behind with recording so let's kick off with a big shout out to everyone who has supported our podcast so far it's been amazing we've had such an amazing response so Rachel have you got any shout outs for any of our royal community on Instagram yeah I would like to give a shout out to this is the username HRH the Duchess of Cambridge she's left some lovely um, notes to me personally and she also posted the podcast on her Instagram story so that was very much appreciated thank you so much for that yeah exactly and um We've said from obviously episode one that we want to build a community. So it's really important that you guys are, you know, commenting on posts because this is about us talking about the Royals. It's something we love to do. And if you're listening to, it's obviously what you want to hear. So please keep commenting and liking and yeah, just keeping up with us and the Windsors. (laughs) Amazing. We also had an amazing comment left on our Podbean app. Um, Maria R., Uh, wrote good job was very sympathetic but objective at the same time and that was on our um oprah part one episode one which was honestly we we felt very nervous putting that episode out because not only was it one of the biggest pieces of royal news in a long time but also it was very sensitive and so we tried our best to be as objective with our views but also to just tell it like it is but in a way that we were trying to be as sensitive as possible so I'm so happy that we had that comment from Maria R and thank you so much for your comment on the podcast because it does really mean a lot for us to have your feedback and also your views about how you feel about the Royals as well just as Rachel just said Um, the podcast is available on Podbean it's also now available on Apple iTunes and also Google Podcasts as well Um, it's coming to Spotify very soon Yeah, and we also had another comment on Instagram from Stepford Living. And um, she said, I honestly don't care about the Royals at all. And I didn't watch the interview, but I love listening to both your perspectives and the way you talked about it was super engaging. I will be tuning in next week and I can't wait to hear what's next. So again, thank you for that comment because, yeah, you might not be interested in the Royals, um, but we hope to bring you some entertaining content. Yeah, and and I think what, what we want to do with the podcast is to create a conversation around the royals because it's great the pomp the ceremony the grandeur but also how important are they in our lives and having that conversation going on in the background as well so yeah thank you so much for everybody who has sent us some constructive criticism and also some really great comments 
if you're um, listening to this right now, give us a five-star review because, not because we want to feel all great about it, but because it does bump us up in the rankings so more people can listen. And that means we create more royal community. So let's get on with the episode today. What have we got in store, Rach? What are we going to start with? So when we recorded the Oprah interview, we both said, I wonder if we'll get anything from Buckingham Palace. Honestly, didn't think we did. About an hour after we recorded that, the statement came out from Buckingham Palace and we were both like, how insensitive of them. Do they not know that we've recorded this podcast? You messaged me and I was like, darn it. (laughs) So you've probably all heard it, but I'm just going to read out what was said in that statement. The whole family is saddened to learn the full extent of how challenging the last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. The issues raised, particularly that of race, are concerning. While some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family privately. Harry, Meghan and Archie will always be much-loved family members. Now, to me, this was quick. It was precise and to the point. Um, I think it made a point of saying that it was a family matter and obviously meaning a private matter. Um, But of course, the media construed it as this is what they are going with. And yeah, I think at that point they needed to release something um, because there was a lot of talk in the media, obviously people talking on social media as well. And so I think they put it out there. I was very surprised that they had given a statement. I thought we weren't going to hear anything. Then we got the statement and it was succinct to the point. And I thought, that's classy. I love the way that they put it. It is a family matter, especially some of the things that Harry and Meghan spoke about in the interview. I even thought to myself, it's family drama. The royals had to put the statements out to put a bit of water on the fire, basically. I think it was a good piece of PR for them. It doesn't state they believe that their accounts were right. It actually says that some of... What's the line they used in in the statement? Some of our uh, recollections are different or something? While some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously. Yeah, so we possibly have different viewpoints and different uh, recollections of that said thing. However, we're leaving this as a family matter and good for them. Good for them. And I think it was a really classy way of reacting in light of that interview. Prince William was asked uh, if he had spoken to his brother by a reporter and he said um, not yet, but he he would do. Um, and then we had, was it Gail King? Yeah, Gail King. She's got a morning show in America and she's best friends with Oprah Winfrey. She said yesterday that she'd spoken to Meghan and Harry and that they have had conversations. And she said these conversations were not productive. So that's as much as we've got so far with the news coming out from that interview. To be honest, everything and nothing. And I actually, I was expecting that. I wasn't expecting to have them heart to heart, you know, us knowing every little tiny sentence that they say. However, it's quite interesting that the Sussexes um, have now, it feels like we're getting the information through the American media. And I don't know whether that's going to be something that will happen from this uh, moment forward. Okay, so that's the um, the fallout from the interview. That's as much as we know from the royals. So let's move on to more royal news. What else has been going on? 
So a few days after, Kate and William visited School 2 in East London and they were there to promote a children's mental health programme. Obviously, this was the first time that both William and Kate were seen since the interview um, occurred. And what was interesting was this was a very Kate engagement. Um, obviously, we know she's a patron of early years. Schoolwork, we, it, it's just got Kate written all over it. Um, the fact that William was there I think goes to prove that they knew that they would be asked questions about the interview. Mm. And a reporter actually asked Prince William, is the royal family a racist family? Which William replied, we're very much not a racist family. Normally when they're on engagements, they don't really interact that much with the media. Obviously the media is there to take photos and to report on the charity that they're visiting that day. But for him to actually come out and say something, it's not really done that much. Yeah. I thought it was a great way to get his line, we are not a racist family, out there. And it was so important that he did have that conversation with one of the journalists. Maybe even just to say, you know, I'm not as constricted as what Harry says I am. I do have an opinion and this is it. Yeah, and I think normally, obviously, they don't speak out on issues like this. Whenever there's been stories in the press, they don't really, unless it's really hurtful and damaging to the family, they don't usually speak out. But I think in at that point, because obviously William is not going to go on a show like Oprah, I think it was important for him to get his view across. Mm. And of course, he's going to defend his family and say, we're not racist. What I loved about this engagement in particular, it was a solo engagement for Kate and William, he came along to support his wife. If Kate would have gone alone, that would have been really hard for her. Not because I don't think she would have coped, just because of the added pressure of, well, William left to do this alone and whatever. I thought it was lovely that he went along. I think it was nice that they had a togetherness. There was this um, strong, united front. And remember, like you actually said, didn't you, in the last episode, keep calm and carry on. And this was just the royal family all over. Weather any storm, strong, united. And I'm so glad he actually made that statement. Yeah. And I think as well, him being there, they wouldn't have known what questions the reporters were going to ask. He could have asked, Kate, did you make Megan cry? That because obviously that was asked in the interview. That was a big thing that actually it was the other way around. Kate made Megan cry. Um, and like you said, like not that she wouldn't have been able to cope, but William obviously has grown up in this life. He knows how to answer questions like that. So like you said, like I think he was a great support for her, um, back up for her. And a lot of people commented that she didn't look her usual self. Um, she's normally quite, you know, like quite a smiley person. Obviously, she was there and she was with the children and that was great to see. But you could tell there was just something that was just off about her. And you never know um, when you're in the public eye. I remember reading Victoria Beckham's biography ages ago and talking about when she had a death threat, when they were doing a very public performance and how scary that was. And you don't actually know whether they had death threats before they went. So there's there's lots. I mean, I don't know that for a fact, by the way. I'm just saying that that might be one of the causes. Oh, no, there, there has been a lot of death threats. Like if you go onto Twitter and mm. other social media platforms, mm. there has yeah. been death threats. There's been people saying... Um, nasty disgusting things about um Kate and William's children and it's it's just horrendous Mm. like it's just 
these people should should be reported it's disgusting um yeah so i mean it's brave it was brave of them to make an appearance i think it was was it like two days afterwards yeah yeah so hats off to them um and again duty they just got on with it they just did their thing especially when people people want to see flaws they want to see their humanness they want to see their vulnerability um and so yeah i i i applaud them for that and especially a very worthwhile charity to not let them down okay so what's our next bit of royal news this week um, so later on in the week, Kate went to the Sarah Everard vigil to lay down some um, flowers. Sarah Everard, for those who don't know, is a woman that was walking home one day. She got kidnapped and she was murdered. The person in custody at the moment is a policeman. Um, so obviously this has sent shockwaves, not just in the UK, but around the world. And it's obviously this huge debate of women being safe walking the streets. Yeah, it's very important to note that this documentation of Kate going to the vigil was by an off-duty journalist. She was in very plain clothes, no makeup on, just she took, she apparently took daffodils from her garden and she just took them with her as flowers. It was very low-key. Yeah, I thought, I mean, obviously it was supposed to be a private matter. Would we be even speaking about this if she hadn't got caught on camera? And you can tell the people around her didn't even realise who she was. You know, if normally if she's out at an event, you know straight away who she is. Nobody was paying attention because the the reason the people were there was much bigger than Kate. Then it got released in the press that, yes, she did go. It was a private matter that she went there and she felt she wanted to go to support not just Sarah, but her family, because she knew what it was like as a young woman living in London, walking alone at night. When when she was in her 20s, she was already getting paparazzied every single day. So I can't even imagine what it must be like to be in her shoes. Mm. You say that, but she turned up to a vigil and no one, no one recognised her. She just went yeah. there for flowers and went. So it's not mm. as if she got hounded there either. Yeah, I I just I have very um, strong opinions about the vigil, and I don't think it was a good thing for her to have gone on that day. She could have gone on any other day. In a way, she is um, a figurehead, isn't she? She's part of the royal family, and she's saying, "Yeah, it's okay. It's okay to go somewhere which have already been said to disperse because of COVID." And there you are, adding fuel to the fire. So it felt a bit disjointed. Yeah. Um, so next up, and we've got Mother's Day. We've got different opinions about this, haven't we? <laughs> we've got major. I, I'm very cynical about the the PR of the of the royal family this week. I have to say, just so but moving forward, you will find me very cynical about the PR of the royal family. But sorry, Rach, you carry on. So they must obviously have a team. They don't obviously look after like the Instagram themselves. But they, um, I, I don't know how far in advance these are planned out, their posts that they put out. So obviously on Mother's Day, instead of getting a photo maybe of Kate with the children, we got cards that Prince George, Princess Charlotte and Prince Louis wrote to their grandmother, Princess Diana. And apparently they do this every single year. 
just to say how much we love you, how much we miss you. And I think the bit that got everyone was on um, Charlotte's card. And she said, Papa or Papa. I don't know how she says it. Papa is (laughs) Papa. 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 Um, Papa is missing you. And I was like, oh, and I read that and I was like, oh, this is killing me. Like I actually got a bit emotional reading it because obviously it must be hard. Like I've never lost a parent, so I can't even comprehend. But obviously, William and Harry every single year when Mother's Day comes around, it must be an incredibly hard day. And apparently Harry had flowers delivered to Princess Diana's grave on Mother's Day as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sound like the Disney villain, um, the Disney Ursula. We'll carry on with the little mermaid theme. Um, I'm gonna sound like <laughs> Ursula here and say that it was it, it seemed just too contrived. <laughs> They've never put anything about Granny Diana on any of their social media. And all of a sudden, they've had this really bad press from Harry and Meghan with the Oprah interview. And all of a sudden, it's, oh, let's put the grandkids' Mother's Day cards up and let's talk about Granny Diana. It felt weird. It just felt really disjointed for me and a little bit contrived. Did I think that it was the most awful thing I've ever seen in my life? No, it was cute. But I also think of the you can see the social media managers in the background with their, you know, their, their minds racing and the, you know, the steam coming out of their ears. This will be a good one to put down right now. You know, um, it, it, mm, it, it just didn't sit well with me. Yeah. I thought it was super cute. Don't get me wrong, but it just, it, if it, it, it just, the timing of it just didn't work for me. And later on after in the set on the same day, we got, um, another picture of Kate with her mum Carol and a picture of a cake that Louis, um, George and Charlotte had made for Kate for Mother's Day. Um, so I th- I thought that was cute um, to include Carol as well because obviously they're always so focused on the royals that they do have Kate's side of the family that aren't in the public eye like the royals are. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm in two minds about it. Like, I think it's super cute, but it felt weird. <laughs> yeah but would we think would you think it felt weird if none of this had happened like if if we was in like a normal royal wig no I would have I would have found it super cute yeah I, who knows maybe that was the first ever year they did it maybe they've done it for every single year uh that the kids have been alive I don't know um and I know mm. that William was quoted in saying that he talks about granny Diana before the children go to bed every night which I thought was again super cute and you would wouldn't you you would talk about your mum to your children you would want them to know who she was you'd want them to know that she was loved and about her personality and what she might have said if she saw you like playing on your swings or whatever you know I'm making up a conversation there but you know what I mean um (laughs) it's, it's, it's it's really nice um to keep a memory alive and I think you do that in conversations and it's a lovely thing but I think the timing for me just felt like they were trying too hard. Clarence House, um, the Instagram of Charles and Camilla, they did release a picture of um, Charles and the Queen together for Mother's Day and also a picture of Camilla and her mum as well. Okay, so moving on, um, the biggest news for us this week, I think, was Prince Philip released from hospital. Yay! Yay! After a month, the, the fourth bridge is fine. <laughs> He's doing good. After four weeks in hospital, he was finally discharged. So now he's back at home at Windsor Castle with the Queen. 
this was great news. I was worried about him for a second. I really was. And it's amazing that he was released. Um, and he gave super thanks to all the people who looked after him in both hospitals. Yeah. And I think at this point, everybody just wants him to make that 100th birthday in June, don't they? Like He needs his letter from the Queen. Like yeah. He needs his telegram from the Queen. I would absolutely love it if we got a photo of the Queen giving him his telegram. I mean, yeah. that would just be amazing to see. There's that picture of the Queen as she walks past uh, the Duke of Edinburgh doing the, the guards and the, she's just laughing when he's in the uniform. And it just <laughs> reminds me of that. Um, like, they've, they've got such a cheeky humour between the two of them. So, yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's going to be the photo that's going to need a big celebration. Yeah. So in other news this week, we had William and Kate wishing happy St. Patrick's Day to all, all the Irish people around the world. Oh, I love this video of these two. I loved it. And we heard William speaking Irish. Yeah. Now, a few people, Irish people, commented that the pronunciation wasn't quite there, but at least he gave it a try. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I love this video of the two of them. I thought it was vibrant and fun. Uh, I, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. And then he said, oh, you get the easy sentence. You've got yeah. the easy sentence to Kate. And, and she like, kind yeah. of like looked at him as if to say, yeah, I've got it. And obviously <laughs> um, Kate was wearing a green blazer from Zara. And yeah, obviously, I love that blazer. Obviously this sold out. And this is just the power of the Kate effect. Whenever she wears a high street brand, it sells out within that same day that she's been pictured wearing it. Um, which is obviously great for the brands that she is wearing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think she looked fantastic. I think he looked fantastic. I think they both looked like a power couple. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. So that I was don't nice know about the pronunciation because I don't speak Irish. However, um, <laughs> it's it, it sounded good to me. <laughs> but whenever he speaks Welsh, it's um, he's he's okay doing Welsh. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how long like it takes him to learn that. Oh, I know. That would be interesting. And I wonder if he's actually speaking to an Irish person, being like, mm, does this sound right? Yeah, I know. Can you imagine getting on the blower, the Irish prime <laughs> minister? Um, can you please help me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then um, we had a surprise in person visit, which was nice, um, of William and Kate to the Newham Ambulance Station, where they spoke to ambulance staff on how they coped during the pandemic. Um, so that was nice to see them there. Kate was wearing all neutral, all cream ensemble. Again, how of the Kate effects items are sold out because they were quite reasonably priced. Um, she had a jumper on from Reese. She had a coat on from Massimo Duty. And it was nice to see they met one of the um, paramedics and she said, do you mind if I FaceTime my dad in Bangladesh? And they spoke, they spoke to her, her father and William said to him, oh, you must be very proud of her. So that that was I thought it was a lovely, um, lovely touch that was. Yeah, absolutely. And this is them doing what they do best. Yeah, they're giving thanks. They're showing up. They're bringing um, some joy to people who have worked so hard during the pandemic. Mm. And it's, it's lovely to see. It's lovely for them to be out there and spreading the word that we're thankful for you and all that you've done. And then to actually have a FaceTime with a parent in Bangladesh. How amazing. Can you imagine FaceTiming? Yeah. Oh, hello. You're like not in your best, maybe in your pajamas. <laughs> You're on the other end. Oh, hello, Prince William. 
<laughs> yeah, can you imagine like the dad, like how the dads must, I would have loved to have seen the dad's reaction to be like, hang on, is that who I think it is? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I know. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah. So again, a, a fantastic um, outing. Again, it's hard, isn't it? Because we don't know whether they've had these engagements in the the books for ages and they're just ticking off what they need to do for that week or whether strategically they've changed a few things around because of everything that's happened um again that's me with my cynical hat on but I think it was it was a lovely engagement yeah I think um the engagements are planned out definitely and when you see um like sometimes when we don't see them we know that they are actually working because you know, there's circular, there's royal circular where it will say Prince William, Duke of Cambridge today did a video call with blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things where even when we don't see them, they are working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the 19th of March, we had a Zoom call with the Queen and the Duchess of Cornwall with the. I love this. <laughs> it was brilliant. I love this. <laughs> what made me laugh was. Good morning, Camilla. Good morning, Camilla. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And then Camilla was, now I'm going to pass you on to Her Majesty. Her Majesty. Good morning, Camilla. <laughs> I, we th- I think before. I watched it like three times. It was so funny. I loved, not funny, but it was just like so um, uh, heartwarming, like their interaction. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's so it was so funny. Like, do you, ever, do you ever think that we were saying before, do you ever think like Camilla calls her Elizabeth? Yeah, I don't think you know, she does. I really Or is don't. it just like, is it just ma'am, isn't it? Because yeah, ma'am or her majesty. Her majesty. You her sound ma- like um... uh, Margaret Thatcher in the crown. Yeah. <laughs> her majesty. <laughs> With a li- really deep, long curtsy. <laughs> Get up off the floor. <sighs> but um, this, this Zoom call was to mark one year since the NHS volunteer responder scheme was set up. And it was wonderful to have both of them on a Zoom as well. You never really see them both on a Zoom. Yeah, you don't really see them together. And the Queen is the patron and the Duchess is the president. So that's why they were both on that call. Yeah, and, and they're the uh, patron and president of the Royal Voluntary Service. So um, again, I haven't heard of that before. Have you heard of that before? No. I'm loving the fact that we're known by their patronages. People have been volunteering to pick up, you know, prescriptions from chemists for certain people, do their food shop. Some people have just been offering to call maybe elderly people on a weekly basis just to check in because a lot of people don't have anyone to talk to um so it's a really important service that they provide covid has shone a light on loneliness especially within the elderly population because they've had to self-isolate for such a long time and i think it's wonderful they've got the royal voluntary service and are able to help whoever needs help right now so um I I really love this zoom call and like I say it was great to see the interaction between the two of them um I wasn't expecting it and here's Elizabeth but it was it was quite funny and here's her majesty (laughs) I loved it it was brilliant here's here's Lizzie or Lilibet I think maybe only Prince um Philip called her Lilibet Princess (laughs) Margaret probably called her Lilibet more than most other people as well oh yeah 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 and obviously obviously like her mum when her mum and her dad when they were alive maybe we should have some um royal nicknames (laughs) Rachel Rachelette (laughs) Rachelette Michelle (laughs) I don't know (laughs) okay so what's next We've got some amazing baby news this week. And it was Zara Tyndall and Mike Tyndall. They've had their baby. They had a little boy, which is the 10th great grandson 
of the Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh, and they've named him Lucas Philip Tyndall. Now, what was really interesting about this is we found out from Mike Tyndall's podcast, and his podcast is The Good, The Bad, and The Rugby. Obviously, he's a rugby player. He was a rugby player, wasn't he? He was a football player? Rugby, yeah, he rugby player. Rugby, he was the um, captain of the England team. Oh, cool. Obviously, I'm Welsh, so I'm going to know all the <laughs> Welsh <laughs> rugby players. So the baby was born on Sunday, the 21st of March. It's the third child for um, Zara and Mike. Yeah. And we found out from the podcast that um, Zara gave birth on the bathroom floor. <laughs> Very royal. Is, yeah, exactly. Um, I just love that they had Philip as the middle name, obviously. Philip is Duke of Edinburgh's name. And you find with a lot of royal babies that they have either, you know, grandparents' names or grandmothers' names. Obviously, we know that Charlotte's has Elizabeth in her name. And also Princess Eugenie's baby, August, has Philip as a middle name as well. So we can see a lovely progression of Philips <laughs> as, <laughs> as middle names in the family. And also, drum roll, please. That was my really pathetic drum roll. <laughs> Princess Eugenie had her birthday on the 23rd of March. And guess what? It was my birthday on the 23rd of March. And I messaged Rachel saying, I never knew. I never knew <laughs> I shared a birthday with a princess. Happy birthday. <laughs> Yay! So that was the birthday rounder. So on Tuesday, the 23rd of March, we had Day of Reflection in the UK, which was to mark the one year anniversary since the first lockdown that we had in the UK. Um, we had a statement from the Queen. As we look forward to a brighter future together, today we pause to reflect on the grief and loss that continues to be felt by so many people and families and pay tribute to the immeasurable service of those who have supported us all over the last year. Um, so that was a really nice. And she actually sent flowers to the hospital that treated um, Prince Philip when he was staying there. She's lovely, isn't she? <laughs> then Kate and William were in Westminster Abbey. Uh, Westminster Abbey has now become a vaccination centre and they were chatting with a lot of the people who were working there, giving the jabs to people. And that was for the day of reflection. Yeah, there was a lovely photo. Well, I think it was like a mock-up photo of them on their wedding day and then them on the day of reflection, because obviously everybody knows it's coming up for 10 years. They'll be married this year. So that's something to look forward to. But it was a really nice buy shot photo of them together. I, I mean, obviously in very different circumstances. And who would have known 10 years after people lined the streets that just wouldn't be a thing anymore and it would feel weird to line the streets now obviously we have hope that we can do that very soon but what a stark contrast we we don't want to pick apart somebody's style but Kate's style at Westminster Abbey for me felt very mumsy very um a woman in her 60s maybe maybe that's me being a bit too harsh at first glance, I thought it looked beautiful. But on second reflection, I felt like the coat was wearing her. It didn't look as fitted. Um, I think the way that it fell on her leg as well, it's she normally, when she wears coat dresses, they normally sit a bit higher towards her knee. She was wearing a Catherine Walker coach dress and she had Jimmy Choo shoes that she'd worn the previous outing that she had and the same bag as well. 
and again like Kate's a beautiful woman like whatever she wears she does she always looks really good but I was just a bit underwhelmed by the outfit yeah and I guess especially because of the um, engagement the engagement was a day of reflection not a day of being this most stylish person in the whole wide world um but I I couldn't help but look and think I love a scallop edge but I'm just like hmm I don't know it just didn't work for Mm. me I think she's always beautiful she always looks great but um I've seen her wearing better things to be honest I think it looked a bit frumpy and I think when, you know, no matter what the occasion, whatever Kate wears, that's one of the immediate things that we pick up on. Um, you go on social media and literally within 10 minutes, everyone will know where her outfit's from, basically. Um, so, yeah, for me, as I said, like, I was just a bit underwhelmed by it. But again, she, she, she looked fantastic. But like you said, it's just not one of the best things that I've seen her wear. This engagement is very important. It's marking the first anniversary of our lockdown in the UK and going to Westminster Abbey, which is such a significant place for them as a couple to have like a full circle moment of seeing it become something else was really a stark reminder of the world that we're in right now versus what we know it to be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, we, we also had a message, um, a video, sorry, from Prince Charles, who is the patron of um, Marie Curie UK, which is a cancer charity. And what did you want to say about that, Michelle? I wanted to say that I thought it was really heartfelt. And sometimes, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I listen to Prince Charles, there's it's very formal it's very prince-like but there isn't very much vulnerability and I thought this video brought a lot of his vulnerability out and I thought it was so lovely that not only was he um, marking the amount of people who have died from COVID and how hard that's been but also the people who've worked to help people who've gone through that transition Um, and especially with Marie Curie it's such an amazing charity and um I actually didn't know he was a, a patron of the charity. No. Yeah, so that was that was really interesting for us to find out, especially um, because it's, it's, it's something that's very close to my heart. I've had a few family members go through Marie Curie Cancer Centres and they are absolutely wonderful. The staff there are just so amazing and I, I give as much as I can uh, to Marie Curie. And it was it was lovely actually to find out he was a patron of that charity. Yeah, and I think um, because, for instance, cancer, when COVID hit, obviously a lot of cancer treatments was put on hold, um, operations as well. So now they're gradually starting to get back on track with that. But like you said, like the amount of people they would have affected, um, you know, people wouldn't, wouldn't have died from cancer had it not been from COVID. They could have been helped a lot more. Um, and again, it was just a really nice way to give thanks to those people that are part of the charity. Prince Charles and the Duchess of Cornwall have been quite busy recently. At the moment, Prince Charles and the Duchess of Cornwall are on a royal visit. They're on a state visit to Greece at the moment. They left yesterday, the 24th of March, and they're there for two days. They are going on the request of the British government. Yeah, so they're going to be there for um, an official state dinner and to and they're going to be part of events to mark the bicentenary of Greece. So Greece was made an independent country. Um, obviously, Greece 
holds a place in his heart because that's where his father was born. There's been a bit of a backlash about this royal engagement because here in the UK, we have put, we've had restrictions put on us for international travel. So we're not allowed to go on holiday, basically. And there'll be a £5,000 fine if we do. And a lot of people are saying, oh, it's okay for Charles and Camilla to go on holiday. We can't go on holiday. Um, It's very different. They're working. It's a royal engagement. It's a state visit. And it was requested by the British government. So it's a very different thing of them just going on holiday. Again, it's a royal duty. Yeah. And it and it's only a two-day visit as well. It's it's not, you know, and they would have taken all precautions. Everything, every photo that we've seen them in, they've been wearing masks. The people that they've been around have also been wearing masks as well. Um, so yeah, they're not just going for a jolly, are they? <laughs> Yeah, and I thought to myself, oh, well, couldn't they have done this on Zoom? And then you you said to me, oh, yeah, but they're going to a state dinner. I was like, oh, well, they couldn't really have a state dinner on, on a yeah. Zoom call, could they? Yeah. <laughs> right, so that is like the royal family in a nutshell. We've had lots and lots of things happening. We've had Meghan's friends coming out in support of the interview. We've had uh, Gail King saying her thing <laughs> we've had Piers Morgan in complete uproar about the royal family and walking up w- walking off the uh oh yeah good morning Britain he's, yeah he got sacked didn't he yeah it was it's been it's been a roller coaster an absolute roller coaster since the interview yeah again I I, I think I said in episode one I was just exhausted and I think I still am exhausted by it all yeah I feel like it will take a few weeks for the dust to settle on from what's happened with the interview because I feel like even this week people are still talking about it you know there's still murmurings in the press um so yeah I think you know Kate William Charles Camilla even the Queen we don't obviously have not seen the Queen a lot lately but let's um keep going Yeah, and I think the most important thing that's come out of this is the Duke of Edinburgh is out of hospital. They are still in Windsor at the moment, is that correct? Yes, yeah. And I don't think that's going to change. I mean, they've both had their COVID vaccines, but they haven't said whether they've had their second one yet. Mm. So I'm guessing they're still waiting for that second one. And then maybe once they've had that, then maybe they might travel back to London. Yeah. Um, But in the meantime, they are based at, uh, sorry, in Windsor Castle. Yeah, so um, that's us. That's giving you the quick news update of episode three of Keeping Up With The Windsors. We are sure keeping up with these Windsors at the moment, Rachel. Wow, I'm having a little bit of a head spin. I need to sit down just thinking about all the stuff <laughs> that's going on. But again, I, th- I feel very critical of what they're doing and when they're doing things um, because I want to see how the PR machine works in that institution. I think I've just been a little bit more dubious and a bit more on alert than I would usually be so I'm sorry if I do sound a bit cynical about them at the moment yeah I just think for them it's kind of business as usual you know nothing's changed in that sense and now that we're beginning to see the light at the end of the tunnel with this pandemic especially in the UK I'm not too sure about other countries um, but I think we will start seeing a lot more in-person engagements, which is great because then we see them reacting with people from different cultures, different backgrounds, different countries. Um, and like you said before, this is what the royal family is all about. What I love about them is 
that they bring to attention charities that we might not have heard of before and they're shining a light on organizations that are helping the everyday people and I think sometimes that gets lost in the whole media Mm -hmm. rigmarole yeah yeah and like you say when it gets to business as usual business to them is actually going and speaking to people on you know in the community in the charities in the in the ambulance service this is the job of a royal and it's really important Thank you so much for listening to Keeping Up With The Windsor's podcast. You can listen to us every single week to keep up with the daily and weekly news of the royal family. Please follow us on Instagram at Keeping Up With The Windsor's pod. Um, And we've actually started a hashtag as well. So if you use that same hashtag, then um, we'll get back to you on Instagram. And please like and subscribe. If you like this podcast and you want to help us spread the word, then give us a five-star review anywhere you have your podcasts. Why not also comment on Instagram, on our podcast channel. Feel free to come over, say hello. Rachel and I would love to hear from you because we want to build a community of people who love the Royals as much as we do. So don't be shy. We would love to hear from you. And thank you so much for listening to Keeping Up With The the Winters. Winters.